0: This is Daniel Jones and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man on this Thursday edition of the pod. Going uh, to we'll be talking some uh, free agency stuff today as we get ready for. I mean, we're getting ready for the Senior Bowl, but right after that, we are to have the Combine coming up. Trash Man Cody Carpentier just texted me and said the Combine credentials are already open, so. We need to start thinking about some of this free agency stuff whenever we get the media availabilities with the different GMs and coaches and some of these. Where is it this year? Well, it's in Indy for another year. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I kind of think they're just going to – it seemed like the NFL just – the NFL really wants to move it, but none of the old stodgy coaches or GMs or anybody else wants to move it. I kind of don't want to move it either. Um, Really? I want to move it someplace with a – Nightlife. So, well, I, I understand, but I mean, wouldn't to me, it would just take it would take me like a whole day and a half to be able to get my bearings about me. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, in Indy, I know where everything is, I know the places I like to go. <laughs> I know where everything isn't. <laughs> Indy, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we'll be talking some of, the, uh, some of that stuff. Also, just a reminder again, uh, Senior Bowl content starting next week. I'll be leaving. Um, Sunday just to get in early for a quick, a quick fishing trip. But um, I think we'll be meeting up Monday at the Airbnb with me and trash man and Matt and Cody from player profiler. We'll have a bunch of good content coming from out of there. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast make sure that you're subscribed here on YouTube. That's a good reminder too. If you could also please leave us a rating and a review, whether you're listening to Apple podcasts or on Spotify I've noticed that in Spotify, you can leave ratings and reviews now, and we have like fourteen total. <laughs> we have is like which like, is like literally five hundred times less than the number of people who listen to this podcast every episode by our metrics. So uh, if you listen to the pod and you enjoy it, you know, we we put these out for free. Um, we'd appreciate a rating and a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts. All right, trash man. We're gonna start on my talking. Yeah, we're gonna be. Well, I I I really don't care. You can say the trash man sucks. He's, he's, he's too, you can't he's, say it about Kaneko, though. He's 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 too too busy playing with that dog all the time. Um. All right. So yeah, booking bo- bo- will into Trey Palmer also the uh, wide receiver out of Nebraska. He's going to be an interesting case. I'm really interesting to hear. Really interesting to hear what Trash Man has to say about about Palmer and how he stacks up with some of these other. Other guys, certainly he has some tangible traits that are very, I mean, that are just mouthwatering, but um, some other things that we probably need to kind of discuss before we do that. Let's just go through each position. I told you, trash man, that we will look at quarterback, running back, wide receiver and tight end and each come up with a, um, you know, sort of a, a free agency item that we're looking out for. I think, that, I think coming into the Combine, we'll probably do a series where we'll go through each each division and really sort of nail down these things so we're prepared to ask the questions, right? But just the biggest at each position. Um, and then b- right before we, we got on the podcast, you told me that you misread my text and, it, and you said you thought it was Dynasty, biggest questions at each position. So – but – does any of these have anything to do with free agency for you? Like let's yeah, start with quarterback. A couple of them, yeah. Okay. So do you have a quarterback free agency sort of fallout my, question well, mark? Or I do. I don't know if it's
1: my biggest one, but it's definitely one that's intriguing to me. Okay. Um, and that was Geno Smith.
0: Yeah. What I do mean, you think? after
1: I mean, arguably, you know, I'm not inarguably his best season as As an NFL quarterback, it's not arguable (laughs) Um, for a team with, you know, really good wide receiver options. um, It's probably a good place to add some more um, pass catching options, you know, this preseason. Um, So he's a, he's a question mark for me because I mean, it, it seems like, you know, he has kind of intangible skills that, you know, it seems like when he had when he has when he has the weapons, he's able to utilize them. I and mean, he's never really had the weapons until he was in Seattle. He's never really had a viable opportunity, at least for the past you know few years until he was in Seattle. Um,
0: for the sake of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I, I, I hope he stays. Yeah, I think I think that I mean, I, I think he's good for those guys. I'm not sure. I think he's going to ask for a lot of money. And he's already come out and said, like, look, what's I a love- lot of money for Geno Smith? Well, was a, a lot of money. I think he's going to want a lot of money. He's going to want probably thirty million bucks a year or something like that. Thirty five. I mean, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's. I mean, that's kind of a lot of money. Amazing. I mean, Gino, is, is, I mean Gino like Gino can't turn back into a pumpkin. I'm just like, come on, dude. I mean, I, it,
1: if Kirk Cousins can command that kind of money,
0: I can't believe all this Kirk then, Cousins. <laughs> I see why Gino still, gonna, still to this day, you can't make claim. the Kirk cut. Cous- at least, hey, will you at least admit now that Kirk? Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson? Because that was the debate coming out of the 2012 Senior Bowl. Um, as a fantasy quarterback? No,
1: as a quarterback. As a quarterback, I feel, like, I feel like Russell, I don't know what happened this year. I don't know if he's not healthy. It seems like he's never been the same since his injury about halfway through the season, you know, the year before in Seattle. You've always hated Kirk Cousins, trash man. Just admit it. Well, I've always thought, I mean, he's, I just never thought he was a winner.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on, dude! And he, he's, he's just, and he hasn't proven to be. Well, he's bet on himself. So he, he, he's he's a winner in the game of life. He's <laughs> bet on himself. Bet on himself. And bet on himself. He's maybe oh, the okay. case. But yeah,
1: I'll be the winner in game of life. Do you like, like that? Life, Trash man. Like, you like could, that? If I was making that kind of money
0: for those kind of results. All right, look at quarterback. I think that the biggest. I mean, it's like the start talking about these quarterbacks. I know it's the most intriguing. It's the stuff that on sports talk you're going to hear the most about and everything. It was what, what people care about. But I mean, to, I think the running backs and wide receivers and tight ends are more interesting. I I just I think a quarterback, of course, just for all the reasons. I mean, you you know what the biggest story is, Trash Man. The one get every yeah, every headline. Rodgers or Tom oh, Brady? Brady, I think Brady's the biggest because Aaron Rodgers isn't a free agent. Yeah, you know he's not a free agent. He just bitches every year and acts like he wants to get traded. Um, I don't I I don't think he's technically a free agent until t- t- what twenty twenty six. So uh, I think, you know, the, the, the biggest story in free agency is Tom Brady, whether that's, you know, I, I, San Francisco, Las Vegas, you know, all the different, you know, San Francisco. I, yeah I mean, They already they talk- got two quarterbacks. They're not sure what they're going to do. Yeah, they've talked. To, I mean, don't act like it hadn't been <laughs> talked about trash, man. And then, of course, who knows what ha- what's going to happen with Tua, but you know that how Miami was flirting with him to begin with. Right. I could you could de- you could definitely see that. I'm not sure how I would feel about how that would impact like Waddle and uh, Tyree Hill and stuff. There's a there's a lot of time to get to that. I I I want to move on to running backs because there's two situations that really stick out to me. One is I kind of off the radar, but Rashad Penny is set to be a free agent. And how bad would it swindle us with the, all the Kenny Walker stuff getting so high on Kenny Walker if somehow Seattle decided to bring him back? And Rashad Penny could stay healthy.
1: I mean, you know how much I love Rashad Penny, so it's, it doesn't hurt me
0: that much. Oh, but it would hurt you that you've gotten him so high up in the dynasty rankings and everything for, for Kenny Walker. I mean, hey, they, that, that, would be a dead ass, that would be a dead ass even split. It would. The, it, rankings, it would be the
1: rankings are plastic. We, we can move these players around. I mean, I think it would be more. I mean, come draft time, it would be a bigger headache.
0: Oh, you God. know, choosing where to get the value. Well, you, I mean, you just wouldn't take Kenneth Walker when he's going in the third round or whatever. You yeah. would take Rashad Penny in the fourteenth round and just put you the know, profit, yeah. right? I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if they'll bring him back or whether they're just so happy with what they've seen out of Kenny Walker they don't want to, don't want to do anything to kind of upset that apple cart. But the fact of the matter is, they've they always Kenny Walker acted, wasn't wasn't healthy all season. They've they've always acted like they just they always had expert backs and stuff come in it's been this clown car of travis homers and dj dallas's and all these idiots that come out you know what i mean it's like not enough to where they could be fantasy viable but just enough to where it hurts these other guys my my biggest one though was just closely closely monitoring what's going to happen with david montgomery in chicago okay that's one that's that's not who i was thinking of okay so basically i looked at it before we, we we got on do you know? Do you, do you realize how good Khalil Herbert's been in the games that David Montgomery didn't play? Yes, or where I, this, was, is I've, no, this is something I'm something I mean, I've harp on. No, I'm saying just how good. Do you realize just how good he's been? I'll yes, you, and just how well he's been. he most with, one of the most efficient backs in the league. Without David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert by himself is so much better than David Montgomery. You know what I mean? It's like if you take David Montgomery out of the mix, Khalil Herbert is better than he is. Yeah. Like in everything, it like, okay, so in the games that Montgomery either missed or left early, like super early over the last two seasons, I think it was either six or seven games total that I've looked at, right? Mm-hmm. He had – this is – Khalil Herbert averaged 19.5 rushing attempts per game, 2.2 targets per game, and sixteen point sixteen point zero PPR fantasy points per game. That's a – that's a – that over the course of the season, that's a, that's a, that blows out of the water of anything that David Montgomery's done. Yeah. Now, it, whether it's sustainable over the course of the season, I kind of think it is. I kind of think it is. The whole thing about Justin Fields being there now brings a little bit of a, you know, brings a small bit of a wrinkle to it. With I the mean, goal but line we never really say. saw Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert as a goal line back. I mean, we never really
1: expected him to be.
0: Well, but he can be. I mean, I mean he can be, but size, I mean, but that's not he's where 118 pounds. I mean, he's. That's fine. Not,
1: but that's not where our bread is getting buttered with with Herbert. It's I mean, not to me. That's not a. To me, how it's, how it's not as much of an impact on Herbert as it would be, a, you know, on a David Montgomery. Why? Uh, just because Herbert can create his yards.
0: It could create a. He's fancy. more efficient on a per touch basis. Like that's just clear if you look at any of the metrics. But I just I couldn't I couldn't believe it that without David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert is better than David Montgomery. Like why would they ever? Why would they ever? This is what I've been saying. Yeah, but why would they ever want to pay David Montgomery seven point two million dollars to come 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 back? I just I don't understand. You know, I if that's what he's going to be asking for, I, I'm just I I I hope he doesn't because I want I I want the Khalil Herbert thing to happen. What do you think Khalil Herbert's ADP would be in redraft next year if Khalil if Dave it's it's just like there's going to be a glass ceiling on on where people are going to be comfortable taking like a guy like Khalil Herbert. I feel like the fourth round. Oh no no no! People think aren't high? thinking Khalil. Herbert. No, they're not going to go up that high for him. I don't think unless if the field, no David Montgomery. Yeah, unless the field really has gotten a lot sharper, and I I I, I know the field has gotten sharper over the course of the, you know the course of the last half decade or so. You know, so many outfits. You know. Given this analysis and helping out, and I mean, I guess uh, I think about but, our leagues and where <laughs> I mean, you might still he's be. He's not going to go. go. I'm not. T- I'm, I'm. I'm. talking about leagues that we make for the people. Leagues we we make the cheat sheet for, right? Just yeah. the league, the, pe- the leagues that people play in with their friends and family. People are not going to be. I mean, I think the Khalil Herbert the highest. I highest I could see his ADP going with me, like late fifth, something like that. It's just it, it, it feels like one of those spots to me. It feels like it, isn't that about where Damian Pierce was going at the very end of the draft? But, this last but year? the thing is, nobody knew about Damian Pierce. No it's, one knows about Khalil and Herbert except us. paying attention to us. Well, but but here's the thing: like, not that many people know about Khalil Herbert. He's been a backup for the Bears. That's popped up every now and then. You know what I mean? I yeah. I I, th- I think I think he's I think he'll be a really good value, and I and I kind of kind of hope that happens. Is there anybody at running back that you wanted to hit on? Well, there are a couple. I mean, Lenny Lenny Fournette was one of them. Yeah, uh, dude. Well, you know, when I was looking at our, I was like, shit, we are we are too high on Rashad White, you know. But then I thought more and more about it. You know, if there is no Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette had kind of took the Zeke nosedive right at the end of this. Like, he just at the end of the season, he looked worse than I've ever seen him in this sort of the same way that Zeke has. And then I, I looked over, Matt, I looked over player profiler just to compare where we had Rashad White to those guys. Dude, you don't even want to know where they have him. I can't wait. Like you can go, you can ask Matt and Cody about that, and and I'm certainly going to ask them because they hate him. No, no, they have him in. I forgot what it, it was. Something like top twenty or something in dynasty. Well, here's like, the thing about Rashad
1: White is, I mean, he's going to get the opportunity. But if you look at just his efficiency and his yards after
0: contact, not good. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I mean, we can't throw away everything that we had on our evaluation about him. And I don't think no, but I mean, but yard, but,
1: but his toughness and yards after contact that wasn't. So, I mean, that was always something that was in, kind of in question from what from what I, I recall. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it, but he's just such a—he's such a terrific receiver. I mean, you remember how natural that guy's hands are. He looks like a wide receiver, you know. It's like if 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 if, if you want to get those extra, you know, if you want to create those extra yards and stuff like that, maybe if you don't do it through contact, you can certainly do it as an extension of the run, being such a good receiver the way he is. Do you remember the way he can frame the football in his hands, the, the sticky hands? Just the no, he's a great pass catching back, but you know, so is like Kenyon Drake. Well, come on now. I mean, let's not compare him to Kenyon
1: Drake. Kenyon Drake's been better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so I mean, so you're you're are you low on Rashad White? I look after after looking at those stats at the end of the
1: season. I'm I'm not as hot. I'm not in the top twenty with him. I don't think. I well, no,
0: clearly we're not in the top twenty. But I'm. uh, Let me just pull it up. I'm just saying that, I, I and don't quote me on that. Man. I mean, I think that's where Matt and them have him. We have Rashad White right now somewhere around in the 40s. I mean, we, we have him in the same tier as Dalvin Cook and Ramondre Stevenson, and we're lower on Ramondre Stevenson than, than consensus just because we like Kevin Harris. We like Pierre Strong. We don't know if Damian Harris is going to be back. Um, that's another interesting deal. Dame, Josh Jacobs getting out of Las Vegas, Damian Harris getting the re, 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 rekindling his love affair with Josh McDaniels. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah, um, not that that's you know set in stone that's going to happen, but that's always been Byron's working theory that I've always found kind of cockamamie and interesting. Um, all right, so anything else at running back, or do you want to move on to wide receiver? I mean, Tony Pollard. And again, to the people listening or watching this we we're, we're clear we're going to go through a complete you know primer for for every team, every division for this stuff. We're just talking about as we as we're beginning to look at it, beginning to formulate thoughts on how we're going to address these teams at the combine, just kind of thinking about some of the first things that pop off the chart whenever you know kind of pop off the page whenever we do look at that. But Pollard is clearly a giant, a giant one, and that goes into other things, right? That goes into like, will they franchise him? There's a th- the whole thing with Dalton Schultz. I guess could they fran they franchise him last year, right? Could they? I mean, so they could do it again. Um, it, like I I, I don't like know you're
1: flirting with other tight end options there in
0: Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean they kind of. I think they we'll we'll ask some of our sources about this at the Senior Bowl, but I'll bet you that they're going to say that they kind of like Jake Ferguson. They seem to like they like to get Peyton Payton Yeah, so we'll definitely find out about that stuff. We have Dollar Bill in the comments asking about Miles Sanders. Man, that's certainly interesting too. I think the interesting thing is going to be they're going to move on from him and they're going to and they're going to bring in B. John Robinson with one of those three first round picks. But, I mean, I don't think B. John Robinson gets back gets past pick. I, I don't care what people say. You don't take a running back in the first round. I, I was thinking, think
1: Cowboys. M- might be interested in taking Bijan
0: Robinson. The Cowboys, I think there are other things that the Cowboys should do. They need to recommit themselves to building their lines again. Not that their lines have been bad, but that like they need to really. They they they're they're, they're, they're going to have Tony Pollard probably. If they get rid of Pollard, then they would definitely want to get get Bijan. But I mean, having Bijan Pollard and Zeke. No, I mean this is contingent on Pollard leaving. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, they could get rid of Zeke. I mean, there's been more and more kind of talk about it. I thought it was out of the question to begin with the more and more we sort of hear stuff. And th- th- that's going to be another thing. Like at the senior bowl, it's such a valuable thing to snoop around and talk to our sources and things like that. We're, we're going to get a good idea about how some of these teams are sort of thinking. Um, all right. A wide, it wide receiver. I had two that I'd written down. One is just sort of a throwaway. Um, but it just—I I know it feels like going out and stepping on the damn rake and getting hit in the head with it, again and again and again. And I'm not talking about Allen Robinson. I'm talking about Kadarius Tony. And not that he's a—not that he is a free agent, but Juju is. And if Juju leaves, and if Kadarius Tony gets a whole off season in that program, I—I—I I, I don't care. I'm—I'm just—I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna fall for the opening and the tailpipe again. With 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 Kadarius Tony, and just go down. You know, I will go down with this 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 ship, um, like the song that that lady sings. What do you think? Any, any any thoughts on Kadarius if there is no juju?
1: I mean, I've yet to see Kadarius Tony play a full
0: complement of NFL games, or a full really a full game, a really a full game. Yeah, I think we got one full game when he when he had that eleven target monster. But then didn't he get hurt at the end and ride off in that golf cart and grab some dude's ass or sm- <laughs> hit, hit someone in the face? I for, it's always something with Kadarius, man. It's, a whole, it's the whole Kadarius experience. Um, yeah, so I, I, I get that. But I'm saying, dude, the talent there, he's so fast. I mean, you, you you remember from the senior just how fast he is. Yeah, he's, he's fast. I mean, like, so is Tutu Atwell. He, oh, come on. He's no Tutu Atwell. He's, he, he's no Tank Dell um my the wide receiver one that it as as a general sort of overview wide receiver and free agency this year is not strong it's just it's just not good it feels like the best free agent wide receiver is probably i mean is it dj chark if it's not dj chark is like what jacoby myers who else? i mean there's alan lazard um paris campbell like this is Darius Slayton, um, Richie James Jr., that's kind of interesting. A bunch of these Giants guys will be gone. Um, Mac Hollins is, is yeah, not a lot, of, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of middling Jarvis. It, so for me, it's for me, it's, it's not. Here is the thing about Shark too, since it is such a bad free agent class, right? And it, the wide receiver. I'm we we're not through the wide receiver breakdowns yet. I'm getting the feeling that this wide receiver class probably won't be as it's it's not gonna be as strong as last year as far as the rookies, right? We're not I gonna mean, have Garrett as Wilson. As far as having top tier top tier talent. There won't be five and six going in the first round. It's just not gonna happen. And then your Christian Watson's and your other guys that you really like going later. So like it's just not gonna happen, right? So um it if DJ Chark is probably going to be leaving Detroit, right? And so if it is sort of a shitty wide receiver class and free agency, someone's going to pay him. The, the, Detroit's not going to do it. They're going to – they're bringing back the same – they're bringing back the same offense. Now we have Amon Ross St. Brown. He'll be back. But this just opens up big action and a great fantasy situation for Jamison Williams, who showed major flashes down the stretch. If he comes back all healthy – I mean, to me, it's like all bets are off, dude. It's Jamison Williams, Nuclear City, because here's the like: Josh Reynolds is back for 2023. Um, Khalif Raymond is back for 2023. Right? It, it isn't like the team's going to say like, "Oh, we have this huge dearth of options at wide receiver." Like they have guys they kind of like, but guys who just are kind of middling and not that good. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's it's almost like they're shielding Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamison Williams for bringing a competition that could actually be viable. Right. They yeah. they're, they're just shielding him from it. So I think that just for me, Jamison Williams, we're going to have to come into the next year, barring unforeseen circumstances, which could always occur. But man, we're going to need to come in just way, way higher than the field on Jamison Williams for early best ball because as we get closer and closer to the season, people are going to start realizing this, right? And his ADP is his ADP is going to rise, and we'll always adjust to that with the magical and, and mystical uh, cheat sheets. But I think it's going to represent a really good value early on in, in super early best ball stuff that people are just going to forget about Jamison Williams um, whenever they.: well, They only
1: had like 74 snaps.
0: All right. Good. but even but like look, anything that'll make you forget about him, the little men in black thing with that little pug of yours, whatever, put it, put it in their eyes, make them, make them forget it all, make them forget it all. I don't, I don't want them to remember Jamison Williams. I want to be the one that re- that remembers Jamison Williams. Do you do you have anything at wide receiver? Well,
1: no. I was talking it was Donnie to guys' question. <laughs> one of them was Jamison Williams,
0: though. Okay. Um, what about all right? So let's let's talk about tight end, and then and then we'll go, get into Trey Palmer because I, I I really am interested to hear what you have to say. Just I I don't really have there's three guys who i'm just interested in irv smith is going to be a free agent it feels like the vikings are clearly going to let him go right and with all these tight ends i think with these three tight ends that i'm going to mention all guys that are coming up at the end of their rookie contracts this is generally the time you know tight ends year three year four stuff like this you can get your kind of breakouts then right yeah um I, I I'm i just I'm Irv has always been a super talented guy it feels like Minnesota gave up on him that's why they went after T.J. Hawkinson okay. but I, mean, I feel like if he got into the right situation like I, I still believe in Irv Smith so I'll be interested to just kind of see where, where 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 he goes and how he's valued on the open market um the other guy who have all who I've never been in on ever is Mike Gesicki I, I but dude he has a he has a Produ- not a production, a, a statistical and physical profile, as far as his athleticism, that is off the charts, and he won't be back in Miami. They hate the way he does business there. They don't want to. They don't want a tight end that they're going to split out in the slot. They don't want him there. They want a tight end that's going to block and he's going to go out there and eat glass like George Kittle, right? Yeah. That's what, that, that's what they want. If they want somebody in the slot, they'll just move one of their good wide receivers in there, or they'll put Trent Shurfield in there or Cedric Wilson or something, they're not going to, they're not going to split out Mike Kosicki for that kind of usage. So um, he'll be let go. And I just, I wonder if he could end up somewhere and be kind of like Evan Ingram was this year for Jacksonville, right? Evan Ingram, also a free agent. You've got to figure they're probably going to bring him back. Right. I I would think that they'll bring him back, but I I think Mike Kosicki could sort of take on a little bit of that Evan Ingram path and kind of, as far as that, as far as that, that, um, that runway for a super athletic guy that could go to a situation that's far more conducive to him being successful. And yeah. Kisicki's a guy who I've never, I I don't think I, even at best ball, I've, it's just like massive volume, best ball stuff, n- never taken him. I've, I don't think I've ever played him in DFS. I just, <laughs> I just, I haven't been a fan. And so to it's even weird for me to hear myself say that I'm interested in following what happens with Mike Kasicki, But well, I think there's not a whole lot of depth at, tied in free agency i mean i like brock
1: wright maybe brock wright yeah
0: for the lions yeah okay i mean what he's only 24 i think that's an interesting that's an interesting that's an interesting take man i kind of want to play the song (laughs) well <laughs> my Brock Wright, my God. It feels like every time, man, but, but it is. It's like these musical shares with the Lions tied ends. They get down in the red zone and they throw to him. They throw to Shane yeah. Zilstra and, and Brock Wright and all these other guys, man. It's pretty pretty wild. I mean, Dalton Schultz, I mean, is probably the highest profile tight end in free agency. Yeah, I th- I think so too. And I, I and I don't I don't I don't know what the Cowboys are gonna do about that. Um all right, let's talk about Trey Palmer. He's the um, he's the rookie wide receiver out of Nebraska, six foot one, one hundred ninety. So you know, six foot one for this class, it feels like six foot one is kind of tall. A lot of these guys have been five eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he plays he plays big. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not
1: sure he plays big. Well, I mean, just looking at just watching the video, I didn't know how tall he was. But I was just watching video on him before this, and it—I mean, I thought he was taller, and like my comp that
0: I'd made was for a taller receiver. Okay, do you want to? Why don't you just give your breakdown about Trey Palmer? I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who did this write-up, so I'd like to hear what you have to say first, and then I'll um, I'll kind of take over with the way that I saw him, because like I said, man, I feel like I feel like he's a guy who people can. People can go all kinds of ways on
1: right, I mean it seemed like to a large extent he was kind of a possession receiver over the middle um a lot a lot of slants, a lot of catches out in the flat um it seemed like and he seemed pretty fearless out there, it seemed like a lot of his action was over the middle was between the hash marks um it seemed like you know every now and then he would take the top off, it seems like he's got good vision with the ball in his hand um. He didn't seem like the fastest player on the field, but it seemed like if he got a good angle on you, he could beat you.
0: I have um, news for you, trash man. He he is the fastest player on the field. He is. Yes, oh, he's wow. probably he's, he's he's probably the fastest player in the in in, in the whole Big Ten. Really? Yep. Yeah. Was he going yeah. like a four three six? They're expecting. I'm expecting sub. I mean, he has to run a sub four four. I'm I'm I mean, the guy the guy in, the guy in high school, dude. He he was the, he has the Louisiana State. Record. He's Louisiana State record holder in the 200 meter dash for ice oh, schoolers. Wow. He broke like a 50 year old record. Well, maybe or just. I mean, a lot of the video I saw was him in the short, short to intermediate passing game. You no, know, he's a he, he's a he's a he's he's an unbelievable home run hitter of a of a of a of a dynamo. I mean, but you know he he can he can get it going over the middle for sure. I worry a little bit about his hands. I think he's kind of a body catcher at times. Um, okay. here, here, I mean, yeah, the, I guess maybe the video I saw, maybe the clips that they had put up, it was mainly or stuff it, could have, it could have, have been it. just been that you watched the wrong games. You know, if if, if you watch the Purdue, like in in, in, the, in the Purdue game, this dude, he showed the ability. Oh, and I'm not saying he was bad. I, I thought he was good. It just, he seemed more like a, a possession receiver who would take the top off every now and then. Okay. So here's Trey Palmer. He he started out, like we said, high school track star. Um he holds the Louisiana High School state record for the 200 meter dash. He's a four time state champion in both the 100 meter and the 200 meter. So he won it every year that he was in high school. He was on the, he was on the sprinting track team at LSU where he had offers to everywhere. He's a 2019 four star coming out of high school, had offers everywhere. He stays. He's from Kennedale, Louisiana. He stays home and goes to LSU. But during the time he was at LSU, he was clearly, you know, he's class of 2019. So he was on the same team as. For a while was jamar chase justin jefferson then after that he had Terrace marshall to deal with then to a certain degree he had racy mcmath to deal with and all that. he he never got anything going for three years at lsu right he goes to nebraska uh this last year breaks out in his senior year in a big way he made an obvious early connection with casey thompson that transferred in from texas and say what you will about Casey Thompson, man, but that guy will bomb it downfield. Like he's he's not he's not scared to throw the ball, football downfield and take chances. And the guy who was on the receiving end of it was clearly Trey Palmer. He had thirty five percent of the team's receptions, thirty nine percent of the team's receiving yards, fifty three percent of the team's receiving touchdowns. Um, he of all the players at the Senior Bowl this year, it, it, the best final season production profile it certainly belongs to. Um, certainly belongs to Trey Palmer. Uh, he's an undeniable home run hitter. Like Trashman says, that's not, it's not all he can do though. You've seen him working over the middle sometimes. I mean, I think he played most of his snaps out of the slot. I mean, just. No, he didn't. He played only, he he, he played like 9% of his snaps out of the slot really? last season. Yeah. Um. So he, he was a receiver out wide. He did not play. Because even just the,
1: looking at the, I mean, I'm looking at the NFL draft buzz right now and they're saying that like he was, uh, well, a lot of his wins were in the slot. Okay, the,
0: so look, look, I mean, well, I can pull up the slot rate on PFF if you want. Like, they'll just let me just. Look. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not.
1: Maybe it wasn't. He had the most snats out of the slot, but he was most successful in the slot. I just
0: don't. I don't see how anybody could ever say that. Who I, I like that. See, that's why I don't read these other bullshit websites. I don't. I, I, I don't even know who that is. Um is. Let's see. So premium stats uh by position. So, oh crap. That's oh yeah. So, receiving grades for wide receivers. We'll do it for the regular season in FBS 2022. Trey Palmer, by the way, the 17th highest receiving grade on PFF among 425 qualifiers. Um, so they actually they actually really liked him. Um, the slot rate though is at slot rate. Oh, I'm, I was definitely wrong. Trash, man. It was, it, it was, so it was not, it, 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 it wasn't it. I had Trey Palmer at. So yeah, the slot rates actually 67.3. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. So my eyes aren't
0: deceiving me. Okay. Well, yeah. So yeah. So 67.3% of the time out wide. So 226 snaps out of the slot. 100. Well, and see, that's why I go check. That's why I go check. I I I know sometimes that the trash man's right. Uh, one hundred and eight snaps wide, um, one snap in line. So that's probably a good thing for me to add in here to the add in here to it is out of the slot. Certainly, and that's and that's um, why
1: I mean, and it and that's because my comparison had to do with a you know a big slot guy. Well,
0: he, that's the thing is he's he's not really big. He's just he's super he's super fast yeah um,
1: I mean I don't know. He looked big on the on the video. listen next uh, to some of these other players that he
0: was- my concern with them is when he is my concern with him is he is a body catcher he had a, he, and he had eleven drops in, in 2022. It's like a 17 point three percent drop rate, so it's like it's a pretty pretty bad drop rate, right He's also even though he has um even though he has you know elite speed, it, he's only an average yards after catch creator. He he goes down pretty, he he goes down pretty easily whenever he's first contacted. He goes right. down pretty easy. I think he just has great open field vision. And that's where the after catch, like if he's out in open space, that's when after catch, you just, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to catch him.
1: Yeah. And that's what so, I,
0: yeah. So for me, for me, I just, I'd said his route running's not smooth. His hands are as natural, as you might expect from a guy that's such a dynamic difference maker. He also the contested catch stuff. He, he's not going to make a living on contested catches, even if he's big. He's just, he's just not a yeah. um, little bit more of a kind of speed and finesse guy. So, okay. Trey Palmer to me, what I compared him to a Danny Gray or a Miko Hardman or like a Quez Watkins type. That, that those are my comparisons. I think I like him better than any of those guys. Who 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 did you compare Trey Palmer to? I compared him to Tyler Boyd. Oh God, but Tyler he's, he's, he's so much faster.
1: I mean, yeah, and Boyd, I,
0: had, and, and Boyd ran better routes and
1: and had better had better hands. I mean, I was just I was looking at his success kind of over the middle of the field in those slants, uh, kind of the intermediate game, but a guy you know who could open it up. I mean, I feel Tyler Boyd's that kind of player. Tyler Boyd's only an inch inch taller. Um. I, to me, it doesn't seem like a. It seems like a pretty reasonable comparison, at least to what, I, to what I to what I was seeing on my initial on my initial you know on the initial videos that I saw initial thoughts. He kind of reminded me of. I mean, and Tyler Boyd's kind of a finesse receiver, and it seemed like he kind of is too. And it was just seeming like he was winning over the middle. It seemed like that was predominantly what was going on with him and out of the slot. And to me, that it it harkened
0: to Tyler Boyd for me. Uh, to me, it's just I can't believe he ran sixty-seven point three percent of his routes out of the slot. I would, I just to me all of his biggest. I I don't think he got his biggest wins out of the slot. I like him outside. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's, good well, I think he's got
1: capabilities too. And we've seen, you know, if he has a thirteen point five T- a dot out of the or, slot, or if, if T Higgins or Jamar Chase isn't on the field, Tyler Boyd can play that role. Um, he had a thirteen
0: point five a dot out of the slot. It's like it's just crazy to me. Like, I mean, he's he, he, he you know he's a slot guy, but he's also he's a he's a downfield weapon, dude. He's a he's a, he's a he's I mean, a home yeah, run hitter. I mean, that's 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 fine. I's all right. So all right. So so what do you think? Like, if if you had to compare him to some of the guys that you have at the top, you I mean, you say you like like Rashid Rice, you like Jonathan Mingo. I don't know where you are on Xavier Hutchinson. Like, where does where does Trey Palmer fall for you in relation to those guys before we see them live next week?
1: I mean, i put him probably around there with Xavier Hutchinson maybe Hutchinson maybe has better hands
0: so is that below Rishi Rice and Jonathan Mingo initially initially